Joshua was an old man by any measure of chronology. He had worked with Moses. He could be called an army general even before his nation came into the promised land. It is clear that God used him to guide the people into the land to protect, defend, conquer, and settle in a land flowing with milk and honey. There came a time when Joshua called the tribes of Israel together at Shechem. And in his farewell statement, these words are recorded. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your fathers served in the region beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord." I want you to imagine that you are in that crowd or audience listening to Joshua. And I want you to imagine for a moment that you are a parent. But you are weary. You've been living under the challenge of not only raising children, but raising children under very difficult circumstances in wartime, moving trying to settle down somewhere, manage your lives as a family, it has really been hard. And you don't have a good grasp in the moment of what may be ahead. You need some encouragement. You need some help. And here before you is this great leader. His reputation is well known. He is solid. He is a man of victory without the slightest scandal. And remember, you're a parent, you're tired, and you're weary. Now with that in mind, listen again. Now therefore, fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your fathers served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Does that help? I think so. If you are wavering if you're just exhausted, if you're uncertain of the future, this instills in you just what you need to reignite your zeal for God. And I hope it can have the same impact for parents here and for all of us.
This man is a man who is leading his family. In keeping with what is written in Ephesians chapter 5 about a man as the head, and in keeping with Ephesians chapter 6 directing fathers to raise their children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, Joshua steps up. He was a man of courage. He announces to the nation, this is what I'm going to do. I want you to imagine that after his speech, Israelite men are asking Joshua to elaborate, to have a conversation about this. And Joshua says something like this, I'm taking seriously the leadership role God has assigned to me as a husband and a father. Not everybody's going to do this, but I am. There is pressure and temptation to be worldly and negligent and eventually indifferent about the Lord. But here is my purpose and my resolution for God to hear and for everybody to hear. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I'm afraid one of the problems in our society today is men not taking seriously the role God has assigned to them. Young men becoming fathers without the commitment of marriage who have no idea what being a father means. No grasp of spiritual leadership in the home. Just go with the flow day after day and figure it out somehow, someday, maybe. Is that a good plan? There are young men and young fathers who follow the culture wherever it leads instead of following the Lord wherever He leads. Instead of following what is sound and right and godly and responsible. We need men. Children need fathers. Wives need mature godly men. We live in an age when some people tell us they don't even know if they are male or female. We have rock stars and punks and corrupt politicians and sports leaders who are tainted with scandal and preachers who don't read the Bible and young men becoming fathers who don't have any idea what fatherhood is about. We need men. Men willing to lead by being led by Christ to know what leadership is all about. Men who love their wives, who put their children first, who will keep the devil out of their house, who will commit to the Lord's work, who are not reluctant to tell anybody or everybody, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. When I talk about this, over many, many years, I've used this quote from a gospel preacher now gone, Brother A. Hugh Clark. One of the greatest needs is men. Men who are bigger than trifles. Men with the breadth of intellect and depth of character. Men who will not stoop to cheat or be unfair. 
men who will not stand imperilously on their rights, but who in magnanimity of soul cast away personal advantage for the good of many. Men who will not lie and defame and steal to increase their own personal fame or fortune. Men who would rather stand with the right in the end than to have their own way. Men who love the truth and are willing to die for it rather than to compromise with falsehood. Men who act on principle in all their dealings with their fellow men rather than personal feelings, whether of bias or prejudice. Men with clean hearts and pure motives. Men who feel neither envy nor jealousy when one of superior endowments and greater ability surpasses what they've been able to achieve. Men who are not too big to be satisfied to fill the place in the world for which they were created and fitted by the benign creator who made every man for a definite place in his infinite universe of time and space and sense. We need men. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. This is about serving the Lord. We will serve the Lord. Joshua can't speak for the world. He can't speak for all the fathers before him. Joshua doesn't say, I'm just going to do the best I can in some sort of a way. I'll figure it out as I go. Joshua doesn't make a broad, generic promise. It is a very specific commitment. We will, here it is, serve the Lord. You know, when you raise children and lead a family... You have to have specific purpose. You have to nail that down. Husband and wife, father and mother have to talk about it and be agreed on it. For the best outcome, there must be a specific purpose. And I hope for each of us, it is this purpose. We will serve the Lord. Now, once you establish that purpose, you have to open the Bible and see what all that means. What does it mean, serve the Lord? It means you have to know who the Lord is. It means you have to know what the Lord desires. It means you cannot serve the world and the Lord at the same time. It means how you relate to your family is governed by all that the Lord has said about attitude and treatment of people. See, we cannot serve the Lord without first fixing that purpose in our minds and then opening the Bible to see what His will is. And it will always mean going back to the book and reading and studying and coming to assemblies and Bible classes faithfully so that you can carry out what you've said your purpose is. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, this is a great plaque to put on the wall in your home. Many of you have it. 
I encourage that. But it has to be more than a plaque on the wall. It has to be here. It has to be in your mind, and that means you have to fill your mind with God's Word and use God's Word to outline the specific measures that you will take in your own life with God and in your family life with God. It means you have to know and apply in your life God's Word about marriage, about raising and disciplining children, about attitude, worship and prayer and stewardship and giving, and everything God has said about good behavior must find expression in your execution of this purpose. We will serve the Lord. Will you serve the Lord? Will you serve the Lord when your friends make fun of you for serving the Lord? Will you serve the Lord when crisis hits your family? Will you serve the Lord when you suffer loss, when people disappoint you? Will you serve the Lord when the idols of this age pull against your appetite? Will you serve the Lord when it gets really hard to keep local churches going strong? Will you serve the Lord when unexpected tragedy hits you like a dark storm? Will you serve the Lord in peaceful and prosperous times? Joshua was specific in his purpose for himself and his family. We will serve the Lord. All that we have said, all that is written in Scripture we've been talking about this morning requires personal choice. Parents, your children will not just automatically become Christians. Because you are. I spoke about that last Sunday. Please, if you were not here last Sunday, go to our website or the Facebook page and pull up that recording and listen to last Sunday's sermon. You cannot just assume that your children will serve the Lord like you have or because you have. And this may be very hard truth, but it's Bible truth. Becoming a Christian is not in your DNA or blood. The decision has to come from your heart where you come to believe in Christ and make the choice to trust Him and obey Him. Parents must lead their children in the direction of that choice while recognizing it will be their choice. Here's what will help. Let them see in your life every day that you have not only made that choice, you are following through with that choice in all that you do. God's plan for children 
is for children to have the advantage of a godly family. Without any doubt, there are people who have not had that advantage, yet they hear, believe, and obey the gospel and live powerful, godly lives. That's true, and that's great. But parents, do you want to take that risk? Are you being responsible to God and your children by not taking the path of Joshua? God expects parents to lay the right foundation, set the right example, and do all the work to lead their children to make the right personal choice in baptism and then continue to follow through with that choice. But we know and we recognize it will be their choice. We're going to lead them in that direction. When your children are faced with the tough choices of right or wrong, you want them to know what is right. They've heard it from you. And not hesitate to do it because they've seen it in you. When your children are challenged by peer pressure, when they are directly assaulted by temptation, when they are tried by unexpected disaster, when it is time for them to defend their faith and respond to falsehood and be strong and courageous, you want them to have truth you have taught them and truth you've illustrated in your life that they have witnessed. Joshua led his family to serve the Lord which required personal choice. My wrap-up passage is in 1 John 2, 15 through 17. I'll read this and then connect it with what we've been dealing with. 1 John 2, 15 through 17. Do not love the world or the things in the world... If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. What do you think about what's happening in our world today? In society, in the world, in our nation, in the communities we live in. What's happening? We are distressed by current events and trends. And we may think sometimes that evil is going to win. It will not. Don't lose your perspective. Don't forget that everything you see, everything that disappoints you in this world, don't forget that this world will pass away. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. As faithful Christians... 
you are attached to something that will survive and thrive and enjoy the glory of being in the presence of God forever. That's what we want for our children. May we join with Joshua in his announcement and our action. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Let's be standing as we sing.